Welcome to the Life as an Observer podcast. My name is Ryan Bean. I am your host in self-observation. This podcast is an exploration of physical and non-physical self through discussion around yoga, meditation, self-improvement, self-realization, and practices that elevate the mind-body-soul connection. Let's start observing. This episode of Life as an Observer is made possible by patron support. If you'd like to support this program, you can visit patron.podbean.com backslash life as an observer to learn more. Welcome to Life as an Observer. Today, I want to talk a little bit about overcoming depression. This is not an easy subject to cover in one podcast. And really just want to address a few ideas, maybe some resources, and not necessarily solutions, but options to help heal. I was reading uh, Young Pueblo, and one of my favorite poets, and he had talked about a, a poem that says, Pause your life if you really need to care for yourself lovingly. Do not ignore the rest. Slow down so you can take a breath. And it, I do this often. We take breaths, we slow down, we tend to, to take a pause. But the part that got me was care for yourself lovingly. I was listening to Ram Das talk about this, where he said, I too stand in need of nurturing myself, something about the loving arms of myself. I'm not quoting that correctly, but basically I too stand in this place where I need to take care of myself. And I think that we don't do that enough. I think that we we tend to be get caught up in our in our world. We tend to get caught up into taking care of others and taking care of our employers and so many other things. And we forget to just lovingly hold ourselves. Before I jump into to today's episode, I want to just kind of give a little bit of a life update for me. I have been on the road now for several months, um, mostly in southern Utah, and been really working hard on doing a lot of retreats and offering breathwork classes and Wim Hof Method fundamentals courses, uh, doing a lot of things online. Uh, if you've attended any of my breath work or meditations on Insight Timer, really made a life change. But And I'll give you a few of the dates of things that I'm going to be doing, but know that all this comes with a, a certain amount of uh, change. And change sometimes our bodies and our minds tend to, they tend to feel exhausted sometimes with change. And it's exhilarating at first, and then it, it tends to, to, to wear on us at times until you come into flow. And when you come into flow, and then it becomes easy again. So I've been doing a lot of my own self-work, a lot of my time in the desert, and just really working on that space of the mind and getting into places that are um, somewhat shadowed. Know that if you get into those places that feel shadowed, you don't have to do them alone. There's lots of uh, options, and they're not in the form of a pill bottle. Um, those options I'm going to talk about in today's uh, in today's episode of this today's podcast. Uh, maybe some of them will help you. 
And so maybe some of them you may say, I've tried that and it didn't work. But know that just because it, you failed once, and failing is, is a really good thing, I'm going to say that. It's good to fail and learn what works and what doesn't. But sometimes we're not in the right place to succeed. Now, there's a lot of resources um, out there, and I'm going to name some of them here in a little bit. But um, I want to tell you about some things I'm doing here first. So thanks for joining today, and I'm really happy that I'm getting to talk to you. I have a lot of breathwork courses and things coming up, starting even as early. I don't know when you're listening to this, but May 11th, I have a Breathe to Manifest Miracles course that starts on Insight Timer. I'll put the link Below it is a six-week course, and it's all about manifesting, um, and, and half the class is really breathwork techniques and, and whatnot. And then we get into things like um, manifesting techniques using the breathwork. Um, after that, I'm going to have uh, several courses here in southern Utah and in the Las Vegas area, uh, Wim Hof Method, uh, fundamentals courses, breathwork classes um, in, in the two regions. Starting as early as June, while well, I'm traveling to Colorado, so if any of you are along the way, I'm going to be going to Silverton, Colorado, to, to attend um, something with my friend Jesse, who's been on the podcast here, uh, Language of Breath, and we're going to be putting some things together for that in the very near future. Mark your calendars. Starting in October, um, Language of Breath, Jesse and I are actually going to be in Austin, Texas, and uh, we are going to be conducting something called Inspire Fest. That is the, the weekend of the 7th, 8th, and 9th of October. And it will be in Austin, Texas, uh, breath work, and really about how to bring your best self forward. Um, that would be a really nice one. I'm also going to be traveling earlier than that um, from here, from southern Utah up to Seattle, and that is in July. Now, that's the, the week after July 4th. Um, I'll probably leave probably on July 5th and start making my way towards Seattle um, to arrive by the 8th. So if you're anywhere between Salt Lake, Boise, um, you know, Oregon, in that area, um, I'm planning on making a stop maybe in Tacoma and, and then coming back down um, and at least being back in southern Utah by that following weekend. So middle of July, I'll be traveling that that corridor. So if you're at all interested in meeting up with me, want a breathwork course uh, along the way, I'm going to be trying to plan something in Boise, uh, uh, probably either the, the week of the 6th or the 13th, and um, something in Salt Lake, probably the, the 14th of July. So looking at those days, um, in addition to that, we've we just completed our Transcend Retreat here in Southern Utah, and that was a big success. Really wonderful things happened with my friend Anya Amador and Veronica Rose, our guest artist, Karen Chroma, and we've just scheduled our... Um, We've just scheduled it Evolve now. We haven't picked the location yet, but it's coming really soon. That's going to be November 10th through the 14th. Yeah, 10th through the 14th. And that's going to be in Florida. Uh, we're looking for a nice location to do that. Um, but that will be in Florida. So just mark your calendars for that. You'll be able to find all that information here on the podcast notes and fields. Um, I have another retreat that I'm thinking about doing. Well, we have to put it all together in October also, which will be a veterans retreat. Um, we're looking at doing that uh, in Georgia uh, the week after Inspire Fest, so October the uh, 13th. So lots of stuff happening. Um, I don't expect you to remember it all. I'll put it all in the show notes. And if you're at all interested in joining some of those, um, know that um, 
retreats are really important. I, I'm doing my own there with language of breath, and they just they're a little something more than doing a vacation. Vacations are are great and all, but um, retreats we tend to do things that not only purify us and make us a little bit more whole, maybe find a little bit of healing, and um, also kind of create some community, um, some ways to help, maybe even fight some of these things that we're that we're dealing with with depression, with anxiety and stress. So let's jump right in into today's episode. And I want to talk a little bit about overcoming depression. And many of those who um, are struggling with depression, you know, you may hear things like, oh, you're just sad, which I think that, that someone who says that doesn't really quite understand what depression is. Um, because depression is not just sadness it is a feeling of helplessness sometimes it's i read a quote one time that says that depression is living in a body that fights to survive with a mind that tries to die and it's certainly a struggle back and forth it's not just sadness but there is something else almost a tug of war between life and and happiness and joy and there's just this tug of war that goes back and forth and there's so many things that we can do I'm not going to say that they are cures, but there's a lot of things we can do that are outside of traditional medicine that allow the mind to begin to to function in a different way to overcome this affliction. So today I'm going to give you seven different things that you can do to help overcome depression and give you a couple of resources to, um, to be able to implement them. None of these are going to work perfectly for every single person, but some of them, um, well, all of them in some way can be a positive influence in the right direction. So the first thing is in overcoming depression. We tend to ruminate sometimes when when we're struggling with depression about, I can't take care of myself. And that becomes quite the cycle, quite the cycle of, if I can't take care of myself, how can I take care of my dog? How can I, I can't even feed myself? You know, or I'm just not feeling motivated to do that. And this is this is kind of it's kind of very stoic, I guess, in in a way. But that is the obstacle, and that is also the way. Is overcoming depression in in step number one here is really just to be a service to others. Now, this may be really really tough because you don't want to serve yourself, and how could you possibly give to others? But this is that battle that we sort of say, you know what, maybe I can't f- fight this depression within myself right now, but what I can do is be really, really present for others and who, maybe others who are even in a worse situation than you. Now, I don't mean mentally, but I mean actually physically by helping a homeless shelter, by even just being present for friends who need help moving, really just staying occupied. And this is such like a massive step because many times if you're you're struggling with this oppression, you're feeling like you don't even want to leave the house. This is a massive step just to say, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go over to this place and be of service. And even if it's only a temporary one hour thing, it's relief for one hour to not be in the ruminating one hour of just being a service to others. And there's lots of places you can do this. Um, I think I saw, we have the Ironman in town this weekend. You could volunteer being around a lot of people. 
uh, if it's aggravating and you're trying to, you know, being around a bunch of people is really irritating to you, this might be your work. Um, but don't don't push it. Don't be in massive crowds if it's feeling like it's aggravating your condition. Just simply knowing that you're being of service to someone else. And they may or may or not express their gratitude for that. But really just doing it selflessly will really help. Step number two is just having some workable goals. Now, workable goals don't mean saying, I am cured, because that is not a workable goal. A workable goal is simply saying, today, I'm going to wake up and make my bed. And this is something that I do every day. I just released a a new uh, mantra on Insight Timer, and it's just a morning mantra. I've been saying the same one for man, I don't even know, five years maybe? The same mantra every morning to get me going, to get motivated. And it's really not only the words, because that does change my vibration, certainly. It gets me in this momentum that I love. I just did a new one because I wanted to release it to others. Uh, So um, maybe it's time to create a new mantra anyway. But what it does is I start to say that mantra and it reminds me that I need to make my bed. As I make my mantra, as I do my mantra, I make my bed or vice versa. I'm making my bed. It reminds me to do my mantra. By doing this, I create momentum for myself. And it's a small workable goal. Now, normally I try to do breath work in the morning, but sometimes it just doesn't happen that way. And I don't expect you to say, well, I'm going to make these massive life changes all at once. All so I can get cured, so I can feel better. This is not realistic, friends. Let's just start really, really small. So anyway, that mantra is four minutes long. It's on Insight Timer, and I'll put a link so you can kind of do it. But basically, it's saying today I get to decide how I feel. That's not based on who I was yesterday. It's based on who I'm becoming. And this particular mantra is really, really powerful, especially if you're suffering from just this lack of desire to to show up in the world. Because... Really, if you just get up, say the mantra, make the bed, that's like completing one task. That may be more than one task that you that you did the day before. And that feels really good. Just creating some very workable goals that show that you can kind of find success in that. So third step is find pleasant activities to engage in. Now, I saw a friend of mine the other day, and she said that she was suffering from depression and she was walking into the float center. And I was like, that is such a great idea. I mean, I go in and out of there to take my ice baths, but it's a pleasant activity to go in and out of. And I asked her if it was helping to go into the float center. This is, for those of you who are anywhere near southern Utah, this is True North Float um, in St. George. And she said, you know, it's not curing me, but it's creating that hour or that 90 minutes that's manageable. 90 minutes that's manageable is massive. That is a massive change. And maybe it doesn't feel like you're being cured or it's, you know, there's shifts massively happening, but these are small steps, pleasant activities that create manageable moments that then create massive change. So Float Center, great. They're all over the country. You can find them. Come visit me in southern Utah. I will get you a pass to go in. So just finding a space 
where it's manageable. For me, it's sitting out in the desert with the back doors open of my van. I did that last night. It was really amazing to just sleep with the back doors open, put down the bug screens, and leave the back doors open, listening to the nature, the wind, the birds, just being kind of part of it. That was a manageable activity for me that was very pleasant, easy, and it created a lot of joy, not only for uh, that moment, but even for today in recording the podcast. It's been a few weeks since I've been on the podcast because I've been consumed with this other area of service to others and really moving, moving, moving. And I said, you know, I really need to make a podcast. Let me find this motivation. Well, here I am in this pleasant activity of just having the back doors open, looking at the mountains. I'm going to have to post a picture so you guys can see, but I'll post it to my Instagram. But just having the doors open and it created this really great vibration for the van. So um, the fourth step is really staying in the present. And I think we know this, you hear this, it's probably, you're probably rolling your eyes at it now, I know. But staying in the present moment really means not worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. Because really, that's just going to cause a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. And it's also not ruminating about who you were yesterday. That's where the mantra comes into place. So if we have pleasant activities that maybe maybe it's yoga for you, maybe it's not meditation, maybe it is meditation, maybe it's playing baseball or basketball, but really being in that moment of that pleasant activity and not worried about will we win, will people like me, just being in the moment of that activity without judgment, just saying whatever happens, happens. I, who cares? This is just another day. I've been feeling depressed for months. What is one more day of just being here in this moment and noticing what shows up? So just staying in that moment. Now, we got to remember what step five is take care of you. This kind of goes along with those activities, right? Where we have um, exercise and eating right and really kind of trying to manage things that are in your control, When I teach yoga, sometimes I talk about the things that we can control, honoring that inner warrior, that peaceful warrior, the things that we can control, like how we show up, how we move, how we breathe. It's a massive one, breathing. Obviously, you guys know I teach a lot of breath work. There are some, you know, the insight timer stuff, but also there is a a patron account to to this podcast, and um, I'll have the link is down there, but I have lots of extra breath work. Breath work is a really great way to be present and to take care of you. Alkali in the body, removing inflammation, really activating these neural pathways, changing thought processes. It is probably one of the key things I would say to someone if they were coming to me for one-on-one mentoring or coaching is let's let's breathe together. Let's really find that as a, as a place. Exercising and eating right are massive. So we talk about this a lot at the clinic. Um, I, I'm at a Satori Health and Wellness in Southern Utah. You've heard me talk with Dr. Scott Allen here on the podcast, and we do um, psychedelic-assisted psychotherapy. And I'm doing a lot of work with breath work and ketamine specifically, and how we use breath work to change things within the autonomic nervous system so that we can deregulate some of these processes, bring them way down, and allow the ketamine to to really become highly effective and potent, not just as a as a psychedelic activity, but really as a way to be present and be in our 
mind, to, to not be in it as judgment, but be it in it as an observer. So not trying to say, well, let me see how I can fix it, but really going, whoa, I can step outside of this and watch it all unfold. The breath work is key to making that happen. Um, not only because it does influence the parasympathetic as we move into our parasympathetic dominant state, as we move into the ending part of the breath work, but it also is a way, um, well, that's again, present moment, but it's also a way to allow that, that ketamine to work really, really um, more effectively. And as we, we, we bring that in, we're using, well, infusions and in oral uh, trochees. But as we use this, um, we're seeing massive results in uncovering um, and healing, uncovering trauma, healing um, mind, body, and soul connection. And in a way, seeing symptoms of depression and anxiety that begin to disappear. And it's mostly because of this new neural pathways that are being created and we're not really putting a whole lot of stimuli in there in the way of suggestive stimuli. We're just simply saying, here it is, breathe with me, do some activities with me. I do a few like deliberate creation activities occasionally. And we suggest a few other things to do in lives like, you know, exercise and eating right. But for the most part, this is working. We're seeing a lot of anecdotal evidence, especially for myself, um, as I as I work through this this therapy for myself, and seeing a lot of of positive changes for others. Something you're interested in, I will leave a link in the show notes where you could um, talk to me about that, or if you wanted to make an appointment. But it's really really amazing to to be able to say I can do this with something that I have with me, which is my breath. That is a a really great way of taking care of yourself and medicine. You know, it doesn't mean come off your depression medications, but it means I have this way to implement East and Western medicine into one healing modality, which is taking care of myself. Sixth, focus on people who lift you up. Problem is a lot of times we surround ourselves with what we're used to. Maybe it's a bad relationship. Maybe it's trauma created from childhood and we're still around our parents and our siblings and we're doing a lot of things that are not healing being around people who say just don't be sad anymore well that doesn't make any sense we need to surround ourselves with people who lift you up find your tribe what i'm finding in these retreats that i do is we're coming together as tribe but not in not really as a, an organized, hey, well, I'm going to bring my tribe together. We're sh all showing up from different areas of the world, different countries, all showing up in different times, different places for different retreats, but same tribe. You're finding your people as you go there. People who have been struggling with some of the same things that you've been struggling with are showing up. This is you taking a step into the unknown. And this is how the universe works, guys. Make the commitment, make the commitment, spend the money for the retreat. And you're wondering, how am I going to make, make the payment or how will I get there? or Who will watch my dog? But by doing that, it sets something in motion. The universe says, ah, they're ready. 
and then someone shows up there or there's a class that's being given or something happens along the way. I have seen this time and time again. Um, this last retreat, really, really interesting. We had someone who won uh, access to the retreat uh, through our social media, uh, couldn't come, gave our ticket away to someone else. That person is exactly who needed to be there. That was amazing. It was actually something that was unexpected and it just it just happened and all the classes were alignment for her so focus around people who lift you up through if you know who they are or if it just means going to a retreat and finding your tribe and finally get more sleep now getting more sleep seems like a really easy one um, but it's actually really not uh, especially if you're ruminating and you know you're you're uh, just tossing and turning if, if you're having a really hard time uh, sleeping. And a lot of the times that is uh, just not shutting off the brain. Um, so there's a couple things that I can do. I, I, I have a couple different um, breath works that really work well for this. Um, and I'm gonna, I think I'll post a few links on that. Breath work really helps with, with going into to the parasympathetic. Um, there's also a, um, some options for me. Um, cannabis has been a really nice help in times when I need to sleep. Um, it's not an everyday thing, but it certainly has been something that really, really helps me to, to sleep. So if you're finding that that's something we also offer in, in the, in the clinic is a, um, um, cannabis cards for those who live in Utah. But something you're interested in talking about, I'm doing a lot of yoga as it relates to that. Um, and for those who have insomnia and, and whatnot. So just getting more sleep, finding ways to get more sleep, whether that be not sleeping in your bed, <laughs> going out to nature and do it, um, maybe doing activities that create routine. And for me, I like to have a glass of tea before I go to bed. It's usually like a chamomile tea. I've really found this really nice one that I like from Wise Ape. It's a orange dreamsicle, and I really, really like that one. And um, I wash my feet every night. Hot, I boil up some water, wash my feet, put on some of the CBD lotion that I like on my feet, and it just puts me into a place to to begin to to rest. So. Um, just creating a routine around nighttime activities will really help with that. I listen to uh, put on my headphones and I usually listen to some something on Insight Timer, some sort of binaural or tones. I have a few sleep tracks that are on my on my page too, so those are all there if you need any of those as an option. So I'm going to put some. Um, so those are seven steps: uh, be of service to others, have workable goals, find pleasant activities, stay in the present. Take care of you with exercise, with breath work, with eating right, and maybe even going to get help, you know, maybe coming into a, a place like Satori Health and, and talking about ketamine-assisted psychotherapy with breath work. Um, focus on people who lift you up. I guess there's something else we can put into that is, for me, meditation lifts me up. It makes me feel as though it's something I can do on my own. I don't need any help, and I accomplish it. So meditation is a really great one. And then just getting more sleep. Just getting more sleep. Um, I was going to give some resources for depression. And I, I'm going to be careful about how I, how I do this because I don't know all of these sources. So 
what I would say is you can reach out. I mean, I'm always available through my, my Instagram and whatnot, and I can give you personalized resources. I offer one-on-one mentoring. And there's lots of licensed, ment- uh, licensed therapists that are available at places like BetterHelp. I'm not in any way associated with them, so I'm not saying I'm, I'm advocating for them. Um, in Southern Utah, we have several resources. There are some, some hop lines through the um, uh, mentalhealth.net. Um, there's some resources there, and um, some of them have to do with suicide hotlines. Um, if you're feeling that way, know that you can reach out to to Moses any. There's also the the crisis text line that you can reach out to. Uh, I think it's seven four one seven four one, and you just reach out to them. There's a crisis hotline there. Remember, I said that sometimes it feels helpless, or we're in this battle between the body and the mind that wants to give up. The body saying, I'm fine, but the, the mind is saying, I want to give up. And I talk about this in my breath work, that we speak to our body in frequency and chemical. The body speaks to the mind in frequency and chemical. And sometimes we're just not speaking the same language. The body is saying one thing and the mind is saying something else. This is a lot of the ways like... Um, autoimmune diseases start, right? Depression in a way is an autoimmune. It is us fighting against ourself. You know, just like rheumatoid arthritis or Raynaud's, it's it's a way of the body and the mind not understanding each other. And I've seen through autoimmune healing, through depression, I've seen healing. And sometimes we just have to get to speak the right language. The right language for me has been breath work, just tuning in with a simple breath, where everything feels okay, even if it's just for that momentary pause. Just that moment, that moment where we say, you know what, this is me and my own alchemy. And that moment, just like I told you my friend, she said she found a moment of where it's manageable. Just a moment that's manageable is a massive step in the right direction. Every moment may not feel manageable. You may feel like your life is spinning out of control but finding a moment that's manageable can make a world of difference. Friends, know that you're loved and that there is help out there. You feel free to reach out to me or any of the lines that I mentioned. I'm going to put some resources in the show notes. I look forward to talking to you in the next Life as an Observer.